Hey, welcome to the Movie Theater Time Machine Podcast. Hey, I'm your announcer, Max. Today, this is a neat one for you folks. Uh, we have uh, The Man Who Laughs from 1928. This one scared the hell out of me when I was there. Oh, God, but it starts here. Mary Feldman and Conrad Veidt. I know Conrad Veidt, actually. Yeah, that guy's good. That guy's good. All right, so we're turning over here to Kaz and Nick, and you have yourself a wonderful day and have a good old time. Yay, hey, hey, uh, hey uh, I'm Kaz, and, well, we don't really have lines for this because it's a silent film. Uh, I, I do. Hey, I'm Nick, and oh, do you want to know how I got these scars? Wrong movie, butthole. <laughs> There's the reference. Ah, we'll explain that. Uh, Alright, yeah, this is a part of the Guilty Pleasure Month. Uh, we had to change this around a little bit. Jocelyn, we're thinking of you. Hope you're doing okay. Get well soon. Yeah, so... Um, so it's just us two today, so yeah. I guess we're going with my movie. Yeah, so we'll do yours, then we'll um, hopefully... Kind of sad, though, because I wanted to see, if, you know, how other people reacted to my choice, I guess. I don't know. I, I, oh, I'm sorry. I guess it would be good for Guilty Pleasure Month because, well, being a silent film, it's it's a romantic melodrama. Sometimes it's lumped under horror, but no, it's it's more like a romantic... Holy mo- shit, yeah, this is horror for me, goddamn. No, no, it's not. Look, if you had to go ahead and look at that freaky-looking dude sometimes, what do you think, somebody's smiling at you like that? Damn, dude. I thought Conrad Veidt was pretty handsome in this movie. Yeah, I guess. The, she was alright. But, I mean, I've seen it so many times, like, ten years ago or whatever, that I, you know, the movie kind of loses its you effect on me. You did watch it a lot. Yeah. Yeah, yeah so. you, you did. You did, right. So yeah. when there's, like, a th- yeah. the thrilling chase thing at the end, I can't be thrilled so more, because I'm like, yeah. I've seen it so many times. Yeah, and this is a good context, too, because this is the first time I've seen this all the way through. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, it's one of those things you kind of got to dig around on YouTube or something to find, but I... there was like It's worth it, though. There was, like, a festival in the summer, I think, Mm. where I guess there was a 4K restoration and a live band or something, but I'm I'm just sad I couldn't find something like that, because I would have loved to see it in, in 4K or something. Yeah. Yeah, I think it would have been quite interesting, and this is something, even though, like, we watched it in... here. You know, we watched it in our house, I think, and, you know, in a good 4K screen, just something... This is a movie that you gotta see with a big crowd. Really? I, I think so. It just... And it's, it's nothing taking away from it. It's just, you know, every time I see a silent film like this that has a lot of action, big story, and all that, it just, I want to see it with a bunch of people. Mm. I think the same thing about Chaplin. I think the same thing about um, any Buster Keaton flick. You know, there's a bunch around there, too. And also Howard Lloyd, so it lumps in there for me. Ah. That's just a personal matter. So, uh, yes, 1928, uh, directed by Paul Lini, is that how you say it? Lini? Uh, Lini, yeah. I probably would say Lini. Yeah. Uh, something like that. And it is a historical melodrama. Takes place, uh, 1705, I think. Um, that's going by the book because this was based on a book by Victor Hugo. The I guess they wanted, they had success with The Hunchback of Notre Dame as, mm. you know, movies. So they figure, let's adapt another thing he did. And I, I like the choice of actors. It's kind of interesting because Mary Philbin, who plays Dea, was... 
played Christine in The Phantom of the Opera. Oh, really? In 1925. I yeah. saw that. It just, it kind of makes sense, though. It's a nice, yeah. kind of a similar, well, I mean, kind of a similar role. I mean, you know, I don't know. Well, no one gets kidnapped or anything, and it, I kind of felt like this this movie reminded me of when I was about to watch Edward Scissorhands long time ago in mm. I think I was in high school and I, I'm like oh is this gonna be scary but then it's romantic instead yeah so um but I'm sure if I'm sure if you're a Batman geek you probably have heard of the man who laughs at least in passing because a photo of Conrad Veidt with the with his makeup it was the inspiration for the Joker's look. Mm. But, you know, that's about all they have in common. Cause... Well, that's why I did that reference, too, actually. <laughs> I think because it was one of the things that got me interested in this. And, you know, and I watched it. Actually, it really, really was a really good story mm. overall. Um, I just looked at our usual document that we have for the um, to see if there's any particular news. For 1928, oh. um, the only thing is Alexander Fleming discovers penicillin. Yay. And there's another doctor that developed a urine test to see if a woman was pregnant. That's about it. Is that back when they had to cut up bunnies? I to, have no idea. I think they had to cut up rabbits to test yeah. pregnancy or something. I have no idea. Oh, <laughs> Remember that, that happened in MASH or something in... Oh, yeah, yeah, radar, want, radar freaked the hell out. Because they yeah. didn't want to, they were like, Put, yeah. perform surgery on my rabbit, don't kill her. Yeah. The, uh, oh, GE introduced a television set that was three feet by four feet. Wait, what year? That couldn't be 28. Nice. Television wasn't invented yet. Yeah. Probably something that was really, really, really different, but definitely not the biggest thing in the world, but. Uh, uh are you thinking a radio set? It says TV set. I'm just going by what the document says, that's all. Uh, um... Uh, you're probably yeah. not right there. Uh, yeah, that's really about it there. Yeah. Um, so... Anyway, I'm not sure where to start. Because I, I just wrote down a whole assload of notes. I, I've i read some of the book. That was, like, a long time ago, but it is... Yeah. It's huge, and it kind of goes on and on and on, because, you know, 19th century writers be 19th century writers. Mm -hmm. But, I don't know, I feel like I could probably get into it now. Um, yeah, there's a lot of stuff, like, hey, political things, uh, here's noble class and whatever. But basically, um, we start off in like 1690, and um, Conrad Veidt is playing um, Lord Clan Charlie, who's you know Gwynplaine's dad. So we're kind of in the hit back. Oh wait, that yeah. was him too. Yes, that was. Oh, oh, I didn't even notice that. The one who gets captured by um, yeah. and brought to King James. Yeah. Ooh. By by Barclay-Pedro, the jester. I don't want to interrupt you, but didn't we do another Conrad Veidt movie before? Yeah, um, a couple of them. Uh, Casablanca, that's... Right, and yeah, yeah. What's interesting is, well, I can get into uh, his history a little bit in a sec, but also, yeah. the I think his first movie was 1919, The Cabinet of Dr. Caligari, where 
Again, he was a freak show performer, like in this That's one. That's the one I'm thinking of. Okay. Yes, and um, later on, the Duchess Josiana was um, Olga Baklanova, and she was the evil trapeze artist from Freaks in 1932. Huh. So, you know, they all, they, they kind of... Okay, that's not like their only roles, but I just think it's kind of appropriate. But um, Conrad Veidt, yeah, he gained fame acting in Germany and worked with a bunch of directors. Then he came to Hollywood for some movies. But then the talkies came. So I think it was around this time. Um, So his English wasn't great. So he went to Germany, but... Then I guess he was having marriage problems, and hey, he took an opportunity to work in England, and uh, so that's how he got better English. And but then yeah. he immigrated there because fuck Nazis, you know. And his third wife was like Jewish or half Jewish or something, and he hated Nazis, but he kept getting typecast as Nazis. But I don't know. I guess as long as he made them look bad or something. Yeah. Yeah, and he I was often was, playing. He was often playing a villain in general. Yeah, and I think it was that, uh, if I remember right, uh, Conrad Veidt also like learned. He learned English through the scripts, where he 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 talked them all out phonetically. I, I have yeah, no idea. it was the it was very similar to um, Bela Lugosi. That um, that did that, but he also when he he would Casablanca playing Major Stroud. So, I mean that that itself. If you've seen Casablanca, you, you know who Major Strausser is. He's a scary Nazi. Yeah, that that generally yeah, we just basically spelt it there. But he is he's great in it. He's uh, there's the big famous scene where they all start singing and he's standing in the middle of the floor just staring. Kind of like, okay, are these people going to be done? And it, it is it is great. It, uh, everything about that movie is phenomenal. But this one we're here to talk about. But Oh, and also, yeah. um, 1940, I think it was, The mm. Thief, of, Thief of Baghdad. He played Jafar. And um, let's see, I was, I was most... Jafar. <laughs> Shut up. I was mostly um, reading from the, uh, the TCM site. They have a nice... Uh, biography there uh, they mm-hmm. mentioned something that it must have been the infor- the inspiration for like Jafar from Disney's Aladdin I mean it didn't necessarily say it though explicitly it just kind of said must have or something like that so mm-hmm. I'm not sure but it's you know yeah something to, something to think of oh it said the words were um his inspired performance as the evil Jafar proved so influential that it clearly served as an inspiration for the Disney animated adaptation of the tale some 50 years later. Yeah. Something like that. But um, during, I guess, the production of that was interrupted from the London Blitz, and that's how he ended up moving to Hollywood and continuing to work in Hollywood. Oh, all right. I think he died around age 50 or something. No kidding, huh? Yeah. I, oh. I think it was 50. Um, I don't know. I have a bunch of tabs open, and I just got so anxious about, oh no, research, you know, I don't want this to be a super researchy show, but I just, I've been sitting on this movie for, since we started this podcast. Yeah, I think, I think so, yeah. Oh, and you know, another stupid piece of trivia, uh, he was, in 1919, he was in around, oh, I'm sorry, Dr. Caligari, that was 1920, but 
1919, he was Phineas Fogg in Around the World in 80 Days. And if you played The Witcher 3, there's a, a random note, I think in Toussaint, um, that makes a joke about... It, it's, it mentions Conrad Veidt in there. And I'm like, wait, what? That's a... Who the hell would reference... What? <laughs> but yeah, it's there. It's uh, something about traveling in a balloon with a guy named Conrad Veidt. And I'm like, holy shit. So there you go. And he was also, let's see, his, uh, TCM, I think, put it, um, one of the first explicitly gay characters ever written for the screen in Different From the Others, also 1919. And I saw some clips of that, um, like, over ten years ago or something on the, on YouTube. So, yeah, uh, he was the, the gay violin teacher guy. Oh, okay. Of course, being 1919, it it ended tragically, but mm. it was still, uh, what does Stevie Tropes call it, I think? It was still sympathetic. Let's, yeah. Gotcha, okay. So, um, okay, I guess we should get into the movie. Um, yeah. This was around when it's, you know, talkies were coming in, so this is a real late silent, but I guess it had some sound effects added. And there was also a song, and I feel the opera type voice that comes in at the song at this really romantic moment kind of just spoils it a little bit. It's really distracting. Yes, but hey, they, yeah. they needed those sweet, sweet sheet music sales. Yeah, it's really fucking distracting, though, because it's really, you don't see these people. Like, if it, the only way I think they could have sold that a little better is if there was, like, sweeping scenes, because it wasn't supposed to be Dia singing, was it? I don't think so. I think it was just a, a romantic song they yeah, wanted to sell. Yeah, just there. Like the first thing music. I was thinking of is like she was. You hear this music and you hear this girl Dia, who's the blind girl, and we'll get into her side of it. I guess in a little bit, but you know when they you see singing and it, and it made me think of when we did um, uh, what was the one uh, singing in the rain. <laughs> We had that. It's just you know, I'm like I'm looking for my like, okay. Is the microphone in the flowers or something? You're just gonna go say something like "I love you, I love you, I love you," or it's just like it's not syncing up their lips, and, <laughs> and it was just weird. Yeah, I, I don't think that was supposed to be anyone singing. It, but it looked like it was supposed to for a little bit. It took me out for a moment. Mm, yeah, I don't know. Um, let's see. So, yeah, we do start off in the past, and he does play, uh, Conrad Veidt does play Gwynplaine's dad, briefly, so yeah. he's, like, kind of, I don't know, he's pissed off the ki King James, um, who wants to stick him in the Iron Lady, and mm. according to Internet Movie Net movie Database, apparently that's an anachronism. Oh, yeah? That the, the Iron Maiden hadn't been invented yet, but, I mean, oh. who the hell cares, you know? Uh, I just... I want to shout Iron Maiden. I don't know what that's what that saying it like that is from. Is that from? I I have no idea. I don't know either. But uh, yeah. So apparently, found he's looking. He's looks all scruffy and shit, and he, he's a noble who's Lord Clan Charlie, who's looking for a son who um, Barkle Phaedro, the king had Barkle Phaedro take him, sell him off to some child kidnapper dudes who, uh, like, I don't know, mess, pu mess up people's faces to make them clowns and shit. So, yeah. And then they stick him in the Iron Maiden, and, uh, ten years later, I guess. Hmm. Oh, no, wait, wait, wait. First, they find the, the kid, 
that they don't want to leave the kid behind because he's proof of, you know, their illegal activities, but then they kind of got to because the police are on their ass, so they do, and it's winter and it's cold. And I, I looked over the... You can find the uh, the book on Project Gutenberg. Um, I mean, I guess the original was uh, French, but th this is English. I don't know. Well, you could just check it out on, on Project Gutenberg. Um, and reading that... Uh, crap. Oh, I was like, why do you have a whole chapter devoted to uh, a kid watching gross corpses swinging from gallows yeah. covered in tar? Yeah, that that was kind of a little... Are they just short chapters? Yeah, that was kind of a little wigged out. I mean, Max, I could, I could see your point there. Yeah, it's... Yeah. The, the the prose is lavishly gruesome. Yeah, I, I could see how it could be out there. Because, you know, that this is the moment... Every, I assume everybody who he knows is leaving him. Yeah. You know, because so he's now he's... wandering alone in the winter possibly going to freeze yeah. to death and that's when he finds the lady so, who froze to death yeah so in a book you know he could possibly you need to paint it out a little more but i'd imagine that kid looks scared to literally scared to death like you know mm. like now what what do i do i mean i assume he was maybe six um ten ten years old yes oh geez man i think i would have been I just would have been so. Um, try not to think the about the age difference. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's yeah. twenty-five and she's sixteen. Oh, oh. Try not to think about it too much. Mm. But uh, Damn. but see, see, their their love is kind of the pure spiritual sort, and then yeah. Josiana comes on in, and she's like the temptation kind of. I don't know. But, uh, yeah, he's wandering around. That's when he finds a frozen lady, but her baby's still alive. And that's... So he takes the baby, and then he finds... He doesn't really do a great job, you know, <laughs> trying to make sure this woman's alive. Well, he pokes he, her face, I guess. I don't yeah, know. like, he kind of just shoves her a little bit, and then they're like, Oh, baby, yoink. Yeah. Well, I just figure he feels that she's very cold, and then he feels the baby's nose or whatever, and the baby's warm and moves around. So he grabs the baby in his coat and ends up finding a, a little caravan cart thing where uh, Ursus lives, and he's like crusty but lovable old philosopher guy. <laughs> he, he travels around, I don't know, selling medicines and shit. Um, he, he, oh, and his best friend is oh. I'm gonna hold off this thought for until later. Homo the wolf. Homo yeah. the wolf. And it's the name that it was a very different time. I'm. I in know. In a different I, country. I'm scared that I'm not supposed to laugh at something like that. But yeah. Yeah. I. I. It's one of those. I things. did not expect that, and I'm like, what? Yeah, it's one of those things, it's like the, uh, I don't know, have you ever seen the fourth grader meme? No. Oh, uh, it's, um, there's a, it's a stretched out picture of an old guy laughing, and, you know, you just see it here, it's the, something, they would say something that would be out of context, would sound immature, like nobody, all the adults would be laughing, and it goes fourth grader, and it shows the guy cracking up laughing. Oh, you mean like a, a well-placed fart joke? Yeah, 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 just something about that, like, you know, so, you know, or something like, I need you to go stack the balls, fourth grader. Ah! 
<laughs> you know, or something like that. So it just uh, it gets me. It it makes me think of that. Uh, Amazon has a description of the book and uh, says Ursus. Let's see. Oh yes, because it's a. A tame wolf named Homo, um, Latin for man, in a pun over the Habesian saying Homo homini lupus, meaning man is a wolf to his fellow man. Huh. And a when he, he's the one who names Dea, and um, mm. and that says Ursus, with his mania for Latin names, had Kristen heard her Dea. He had taken his wolf into consultation. He had said to him, you represent man, I represent the beasts. We are of the lower world. This lower world... This little one shall represent the world on high. Such feebleness is all powerful. In this manner, the universe shall be complete in our hut in its three orders, human, mm. animal, and divine. Uh, the wolf made no objection. Therefore, the foundling was called Dea. <sighs> and Gwynplaine came with his own name already, so. Yeah. Yeah. So he's kind of a little bit of the outsider even then. <laughs> I kind of wonder, how did he teach these kids? Yeah, he he raised them for ten years. Uh, yeah. Oh, I have a lot to say on that. Yeah, <laughs> the kids are in love. Yay! <laughs> there, yeah, you just said it all there. Yeah, <laughs> you kept making that joke. Yeah. Um, it's it's like the end of um the I don't I don't know if you remember this. Do you remember the last episode of The Office? Um. Kinda, not much. Uh, Dwight and Angela got married on uh, Dwight's farm, and um, the last, the very last Michael Scott line was, and uh, people who've seen The Office would get it, but um, it pans out, and then uh, Steve Carell's there as Michael Scott crying, and he goes, "It's like watching your kids grow up, and then they get married to each other." <laughs> Oh, like, uh, yeah. Like, it's perfect. <laughs> um, oh, and, and did you know in, in the book, Dea had brown hair? But in this movie, holy crap, that yeah. hair is spectacular. It, it's yeah. just like, I don't know, it looks blonde to me, but like ridiculous amounts of curls just cascading like a waterfall. It's amazing. It was nice. Yeah. yeah. It was nice. Um... It, and uh, it's a good thing that this thing was silent because, yeah, he could not um, talk with the prosthetics in his face that were keeping yeah. his mouth open like that. Yeah, you said that, and that was that was a part that I forgot about, but it kind of surprised me hmm? that there was a prosthetic because it really just looked like, you know, he... Um, well, they shoved a thing in his mouth. Yeah, but it looked like he was constantly smiling. That's the point! Well, I know, but it's like... The fact that he was constantly just smiling and just looking like maybe he was doing that at first, like he was doing a very exaggerated smile for him, and that's why he had his mouth covered a lot. Oh. So I was like, oh, it's it's a, it's a um, he's always doing that. Wow. Like, yes. Interesting. See, that's the that's the thing they had they the um the king had his face mangled up in mm. order to as you know to constantly remind him of what a fool his father was or something like that. To remind his dad how much of a fool he was, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, um, there we are. We we skipped to the... And now he's become famous. Uh, they travel around to different carnivals and fairs, and he's famous as a clown, the laughing man. 
and and Dea helps. She's um, Ursus has written this little play because I don't know. He's like written after a certain manner of Shakespeare. Mm. The the movie adds, but better. Yeah. <laughs> to it. There was a lot, and like I, I don't want to get into some of the other jokes that I had, but it's like the first thing I was thinking of when. You see this man who laughs, and it's, um, and, and again, I'm trying to avoid fantasy casting at this moment, but I think uh, you know where I'm going. Um, but I'll just say bullshit. Oh, God. For the moment. <laughs> uh, but it just, it was really, really weird for these things like, this is what people did before internet? <laughs> you know, like, this hey, was. Hey, Max. Yeah. Is this what you did at before internet? Uh, yeah. laugh at scary people? Yeah, pretty much. Okay. God damn. Yeah. How boring. <laughs> it's just really weird. It's like, okay, come over here and look at this person. Well, okay. Technically, see, their show wasn't just, hey, look at him. But it was, well, that it was, was a play. that was just the end. Yeah, it was a little yeah. play. Um, yeah. In the book, basically, Ursus wears a bear skin and um, him and Homo... <laughs> the dog. Sorry. Yeah. Well, the wolf, but it yeah. looks like a dog in the. You can't tell that the. It just looks like a dog to me in the movie. Yeah. Um. They, and they attack wooden plane, and they're like representing chaos or something. And then mm. Dea is like this divine force that comes in, and I don't know. Um. It, you you can read it. It's. Better described in the book. <laughs> yeah, what, what did you feel? Do you remember the first time you saw that? Like, how did you feel about it? About what? The whole... When you saw his face for the first time in the... Um... Which time? In the show? In, in the, yeah, in the or movie, Or just yeah. the movie. In the movie, yeah. Well, okay, in the show. At least it's where that's going. Um, oh, well, if you mean the movie in general, I mean... Yeah. Uh, a little creeped out and maybe a little aroused. <laughs> so I, I guess if this was a personality test, I would score with uh, Duchess Josiana. <laughs> so I think, in a matter of speaking, I think you know. Could you see that people would go see him? Well, n no. I'm like, um, I don't feel. I feel like the reaction would be like, "What the fuck?" Or, mm. "Wow, that's yeah." Dude, yeah, th rather than that, that's hilarious, but um, yeah. I guess that's a disconnect between, you know, what you can express in film versus a description of a book. I, I went and I found it, ah, but my computer screen is frozen. Yeah. I don't know why it's doing this. Um, I don't think I can move it down, but uh, basically, I don't know. I don't think ears can flop that way or, or move or be i don't know man they they just messed him up real bad and then also they fucked up his hair too yeah like i, I just saw that skimming in the book mm. <laughs> like it was yellow oh, really? or something they, they turned his hair yellow and made it pretty rough like a big lion mane or something oh but uh yeah i guess I guess you kind of have to use your imagination a little more than go by yeah. as far as trying to imagine a face that would make people kind of laugh at first, but then the longer they look, it's like, ugh. Yeah. 
I, and Daya also helped the contrast because she's so beautiful and divine and virginal looking. It just made the contrast all the more jarring. The, and I also wanted to see something like um, Charlie Chaplin's, uh, what was the first one we did? Modern Times. I wanted to see something like Modern Times where he started singing at the end. Like in this. And I also wanted to see um, uh, the, like the end of The Great Dictator where he started doing a big prolific speech. Mm. I think if it was redone, I think we'd see something like There's that. There's been remakes. Oh, there has? Well, I mean, not necessarily of this movie, but the, I mean, it's been a book. and of the story? Pl- yeah. Yeah. Apparently there was, so, the Wikipedia says there were a couple, two versions before this or something. Mm. Wow. But, uh, yeah, it's been made in a movie before. I remember because there was one and I saw the makeup and I'm like, you just drew a line on his face. That's stupid. Um, I think, you know, when you see this, it's like, okay, that would have been cool. But the one thing I looked at is some of the clowns in the background that were kind of clearly ushers looked like Ronald McDonald. Ah, someone on IMDb <laughs> says that that kind of makeup wasn't, uh, had not been developed until the mid-1800s with Joe Grimaldi. Oh, are you kidding me, really? Yeah, that's what it, that's what it says. I mean, I didn't fact check it. I don't know who wrote it, but I just think it's neat. I think Grimaldi, wasn't that the one that was basically that created the clown that we know of today? Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Yeah, basically a very prestigious clown teacher or something. Was he a drunk or something Uh, like that? Didn't he have a tragic story? I'm not sure. I think he did, but I think he, I think, I could be wrong. Listeners will know. But there was something I saw on, um, on, uh, what was it, uh, Wisecrack? Mm. On, on that, um, YouTube show, but something about that. I think that one you mentioned, there's a link, like, four generations later, like, four successors later is, um, Sasha Baron Cohen. Mm. That was trained by his great, great, great grandson. Mm. Or something. Oh, if you want the description, uh, uh, I don't know if that's, I don't know if I'm bringing the book too much into the movie. I just think it's kind of, nature had been prodigal of her kindness to Gwynplaine. She had bestowed on him a mouth opening to his ears, ears folding over to his eyes. Okay, that's the part I'm like, what? (laughs) Um, A shapeless nose to support the spectacles of the grimace maker and a face that no one could look upon without laughing. Mm. I don't know, that description doesn't make me laugh. It just makes me go, Um, Let's see, later it says, On seeing Gwynplaine, all laughed. When they had laughed, they turned away their heads. Women especially shrank from him with horror. The man was frightful. The joyous convulsion of laughter was the tribute paid. They submitted to it gladly, but almost mechanically. Besides, when once the novelty of the laugh had passed over, Gwynplaine was intolerable for a woman to see and impossible to contemplate. But he was tall, well-made, and agile, and in no way deformed, excepting in his face. So basically, Butterface. The ultimate Butterface. King of the Butterfaces. <laughs> Even though that <laughs> kind of spoils the word play with butter, but, you know. Yeah. yeah. So, now that he's a famous um, clown dude, uh, yeah. the doctor guy who mangled up his face is, has, I guess, is looking for him. And he thinks that he can blackmail... Um, the Duchess, I think, and I think she's related to the, and 
might be the queen's sister or something. I, yeah. I was trying to find that, but it's a hugely long text, and we ran out of time. So, uh, something like that. The mm. the Duchess is kind of like the opposite of Dea. She's lusty and, um, yeah, horny. <laughs> but She's Princess Bean from uh, <laughs> Matt Groening's new show. Well, she does um, dress up as a commoner because she'd rather go to the fair than see the a boring concert. Exactly. <laughs> exactly, just for my point. <laughs> and, um... Yeah, her her betrothed is uh well he looks like a total dork in the movie, but yeah. I guess he was he was kinda cooler in the book. I started reading the description of him and apparently I mean he's got all the fancy frilly wig and shit in the movie, but in the book he's like, nah. <laughs> he's kind mm. of a rebel. He's the second one who stops wearing a wig. <laughs> yeah, oh there's that Ooh, uh, badass. Who, wait, who is the Um uh David Derry Moore? Oh yeah, that's the one I keep forgetting. The one who looks yeah, like Weird yeah. Al. Yeah, her her uh, her fiance, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That dude itself, like, he just he didn't care what the hell she did. Nope. At all. It just it wasn't the one you said in the book though that they were. He engaged. had mistresses and stuff. Yeah, and but they, they were engaged for a while. They were in no they, hurry. They just kind of just yeah. okay. It's cool way it is. Let's just leave it. Yeah. Yeah. Something like that. But he seems like kind of a dork in this one. Mm. Um, so he has to go fetch her because the queen's pissed. And, uh, yeah, she's at the fair letting the yeah. common dudes paw at her. <laughs> and she she goes to see the show. Yeah, there's even a point where it's like this common dude almost rips her clothes off. We already saw her ass, though. Yeah. Because there was the... Briefly, yeah. The perv yeah. peeking in the yeah. uh, door. Yeah. Yeah, which that part was fine, but it just like you know they were, like they're all grabbing onto her, and he almost like rips a boob out. She's laughing. And she's and like, nope, nope, no. She's, she's having funny. fun. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. And then then is that what she sees the she see mm, you can she talk. sees the show later on though I think at some other point because she's like basically whatever I do what I want. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, they go back, and then the concert's over, so they all leave this room, and he's like, My dear, where were you? You're going to be in this castle. You're going to be with your soon-to-be husband. No, I'm going to see the show. I like the fact that <laughs> he, like, he he bends over to get something, and the ticket's in the back pocket, so she swipes it. She's like, oh, okay, I'm going to do that. I don't yeah. even think it was a ticket, just a flyer. Well... Either way, whatever. Yeah, that is Doesn't amusing, matter. though. Oh, by the way, Barkle Phaedro is, uh, I don't know, working for her now? He's not mm. a jester. He's been promoted somehow. Yeah, yeah he... I He's keep, like a I, sleazy rat. I keep wanting to get into fantasy casting, but I'll, 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 I'll hold off. Yeah. So he's like, he's been promoted somehow, yeah. um, and yeah. she's... She goes to see the show, and we finally get to see what they do for their show, which is yeah. very short, but whatever. Then you you just gotta... I don't know, it's just... Ursus has a hilarious face yeah. when he's gonna 
when he's gonna rip Queen Plain's scarf down, and you know, there's the money shot. All I can think of is Family Guy when they go to see Phantom of the Opera and Peter shouts, "Come on, let's <laughs> you do it let's better." Let's see the gross side of your face. So we can get out of here. <laughs> yeah. yeah, let's see the gross side of your face. Come on, shut up. You shut up. <laughs> He's just, uh, he's just got this leer like, you, you know you want to see it. You know you want it. <laughs> it's both sleazy and charming. <laughs> but yeah, and then, but, but the Duchess, she doesn't, she's the only one who does not laugh. Yeah. She's, her bosom heaves. I, I, it's the most heaviest, bosomiest, heaving bosom <laughs> I've ever seen. It's not like a phrase I would even normally use, but that is all that comes to mind. She, yeah. That and if you've watched yeah. Arthur, uh, I'm sorry, Archer, sploosh. I think she went sploosh. <laughs> I, I don't know if she was yeah, startled it, it or was horny. Or... Where they connected eyes a little bit. Yeah, and he starts yeah. kind of covering up his face a little bit. but I And just, she covers her face, too. I heard Budhead at that point. <laughs> hey, baby. Coming from her or Gwynplaine? Both. Oh. Hey, baby. Oh, man. <laughs> I see that you like faces. <laughs> I like faces, too. Yeah. Yes. I mean, okay, there is some goofy over-the-top acting in this movie, but yeah. he does some pretty great... His eyes. Damn, he acts with his eyes. He does. And also, the... um. I mean, it was basically a thing with, like, the silent film, and if you, um, if you watch this movie and you don't get it, like, it's, it's okay, because this is a very, you know, the only reason why it's, it's a, uh, it's such a well-known film now is because it's, uh, Not because even. of its, well, in the, in the, in the film circles, it's well-known just because it's a, um, it has its ties to Batman and the Joker and Heath Ledger. Um, you know, with the inspirations for that. Not Heath Ledger, just... Yeah, well, Heath Ledger's Joker. I thought it was just, you know, generally inspired... Yeah. Inspired the original one. But he, really, but he really pulled from Gwenplaine. He did? Yeah, he did. From from this. So it's huh. just with some of the stairs and some of the, you know, the head on... The, the dead on money shot. But <laughs> if you watch the movie, um, you watch Singing in the Rain and watch the scenes when... The silent, the famous silent film actors finally try to film a talkie and they get it wrong. Oh! And then watch this, and it it is really really interesting when you see this. So um, yeah, so that's that there. But, but uh, Gwynplaine has a a real bad hang up because he's afraid that if Dea could see his face, she wouldn't love him. Yeah. Um. So that's why he's intrigued by this one woman who didn't laugh at him. Yeah. And he wonders, does that mean he could be worthy of love or something like that? Um. So, yeah, she sends it. She has a a guy give him a message and says, uh, "I I am she who did not laugh. Was it pity or love?" And wants him to come see her. Some. Uh, yeah. Um. And he's all like. Uh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. Come this is because he's obviously must think she's hot or something, but yeah. he feels guilty because you know, him and Daya have been a thing. I guess they they they're obviously in love and shit. So, but he does have to feel like he has to go out there and I don't know find out if it's possible that somebody might love him in spite of his face. 
Yeah. Because she always uh, saw him as uh, described as a pillar of light, basically, because she's blind. Oh, yeah. did I forget to mention that? I think I forgot. I know, I, I mentioned it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I guess being out in the cold too long made her blind or something. I don't know. Yeah. So, yeah, he goes off and... You can tell he's kind of a, he's attracted to her, but still kind of like ah, right? And because he's like watching her, and she's asleep, and then she wakes up and is like pawing all over him, and and yeah, she's she's horny. <laughs> yeah, she looks like Madonna's like a virgin face, <laughs> like she really, really does. And you look at it, it just like. Madonna also had something in a concert about six months ago that was incredibly gross, that um, which she did with some rapper, and she's almost in her 60s now, trying to act like she's in her 20s. Oy. And I'm not even going to really go any further into it. If you're really interested, just look it up. It, it is it is god-awful sick. I have no idea what you're talking uh, about. You so. best not. It's, I saw it, I'm like, eh. But yeah, she's clearly horny, and you know maybe she she's lying in this lingerie, which for the seventeen hundreds that was very very provocative for the time because it was more than a foot, uh, you know. And yeah, but it was also one of those times where everyone's boobs is practically spilling out, you know. True. So, yeah, true. You know, there's different. T- oh, I, by the way, the book describes her as a prude because yeah. it's fashionable to be a prude. She's into whatever's fashionable. Hmm. So uh, yeah. But she, I guess she was probably seething underneath, you know. But I really liked when they locked eyes at the show, how she starts covering her face, her eyes with her mask. And it's like, ah, they kind of have a commonality being forced into these roles. Yeah. So that's cool. Oh, yeah, yeah, true, so that was yeah. cool. Yeah. But, um, yeah, she gets a message and a bell rings and a dumbwaiter, which, seriously, bring those back. We, we should have those. Mm. Um. Brings up a message and she's reading it while Gwynplaine's like, I gotta get the fuck out of here. Because he's yeah. thinking of Dea and Dea knows he ran off somewhere and she smelled a letter. Yeah. Must have smelled like pretty lady. <laughs> oh, well, she knew the ju- Duchess was there earlier because yeah. Ursus was like, wasn't she beautiful? And she's like, was she really so beautiful? And Gwynplaine didn't even say anything. And she just kind of looks so sad and goes off like, you think she... He thinks she's hot. <laughs> but, um... Uh, yeah. So she gets a letter, and... They did catch that doctor guy who tried to blackmail... I don't know who. Uh, but apparently the Duchess has all the land and assets that Lord Clan Charlie would have passed on to Gwynplaine had he not been, you know, kidnapped and or whatever, sold away and then disappeared. Um... Well, the the Lord is dead because he he got put into the Iron Maiden, but um, yeah. So he's apparently all that stuff. Now that they know that the ra- that the heir has now that the heir has been found and discovered to be Gwynplaine, because they tortured the crap out of that doctor dude to find it out. Um, they're gonna make uh the Duchess marry him, and they can split the the wealth. Yeah, and she's all like makes his face like, oh my god, that's fucking ludicrous. Then she starts laughing, and of course he's like, I don't know what the hell he's doing with his hands. Because sometimes he just does weird shit with his hands. Like, I don't know. But he's obviously upset. Right. And 
goes home. I don't think he knows the full extent of it yet, does he? Um, he doesn't know that he's, I don't think he knows that he's the son of a nobleman. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know. So obviously he's entitled to some money. Yeah, so but they... He, but he don't know that yet. They're gonna make... The queen is going to make Josiana, the duchess, marry him. And she's like... I guess he's not cool and mysterious anymore. Mm. It's like, oh great, now I gotta marry a clown who's gonna be made one of the peers. Yeah. Yeah, so she goes into noble life, which she doesn't enjoy anyway. Yeah. Yeah. And she has a pet monkey, so she hugs her monkey... <laughs> I should have made the joke too, because she hugs the monkey and the monkey starts slapping her arm, and I'm like, in Russia, a monkey spanks you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, so Gwynplaine comes back to Dea, and that's when they have the romantic moment where he finally lets her touch his face and grabs her hands, <laughs> but it's kind of the moment is spoiled by this damn opera voice. Yeah. Going singing this damn song, and it's like. It would have been it. really funny if he had a thing of popcorn around his mouth. Then he made it reach into the popcorn to feel his face, too. I don't know, I found that kind of funny. Is that like a reverse of the whole I put my dick in the popcorn yes, joke? Yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But I mean, she does flinch because he never let her touch, her touch his face. And I mean, I can forgive that. Um, doesn't seem terribly realistic, yeah. but who cares? It's romantic because she pats him and she she says that God closed my eyes so I could only see the real Gwynplaine, and it's like, aww. Yeah. It's I know it's it's cheesy, which is why it's in Guilty Pleasure Month. But yeah. it's like, aww, they're gonna yeah, get married. Don't apologize for that. That that was like okay, that's the real deal story, and hell, I can personally relate. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, it's still, I, um, I've been alluding to it in the past couple episodes. Uh oh money shot, you know you want to reveal it. Yeah, no, You want to reveal well, it. I am, so <laughs> shut up and let me do it. Butthole. Uh, no, I've been alluding to it and I've been having fun, but, you know, uh, you know, little jokes for people around the table, but on my right side, I had, uh, when I was born, I had, so I've had, CB, I've had cerebral palsy. So, um, I've been working my way through that, and, you know, I am a personal trainer, so I've gotten through about 99% of the work. Some days are better than others. Um, and remember with this little lady right here, how we had some fun with it. I'm a weirdo. Uh, you know, so just something like on our first date, I know, I knew, like, we, we were at this music store listening to the Beatles, I Want to Hold Your Hand. <laughs> And I got you to hold my hand, and you know, here. Well, I did, because I didn't want to be. like, oh, this is nice, this is cool. I'm like, wow, somebody actually is not freaking out over holding the hand. But yeah. that's what makes it exciting and erotic. Yeah. I'm like, that's cool. I've like, always been a sucker for those um, movies and stories, you know, Beauty and the Beast kind of pairings. Yeah. Where it's always, he's so, he's sad and he's lonely and sexy and, and deformed and shit and awesome. And you just want to take care of him and, um, you're looking at me. <laughs> Stop looking at me like that. <laughs> so, yeah. Like, damn. Remembering Batman, Harvey Dent was so much better looking when he got half his face burned off because mm. it, it just mm. highlights how handsome the other yeah. half was yeah I i'm talking about dark knight I know. that was someone with heath ledger right yep yeah, 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 yeah. but yeah 
okay, I'm a weirdo, so I like yeah. this kind of stuff. <laughs> yeah, good movie. Very good movie. And, you know, if I don't get to be freakish and special, then I I will make you be my freakish special fun time Yay. fun. Yeah. All right, thanks. Yeah, so, I mean, where were we here now? They would oh, the yeah. Lord house thing. Ah, uh, then, I mean, they're all happy, like, yay, we're gonna get married, and, uh... He, oh, yeah, he gets arrested. Yeah, this was and, confusing, um... And this is how you know it's England. Because if, if this was an American story, it would have been, like, an episode of Cops <laughs> at that point. But he's, like, you know, these people are like, where's the clown Gwynplaine? He's under arrest, okay? And he just walks, please don't tell the, okay... And they just walk away. I'm like, it's the calmest arrest I've ever seen. Yeah, he just softly taps him on the shoulder with a big scroll stick. Yeah, I think it was a declaration, maybe a warrant or something. Yeah, yeah. I I vaguely recall in the book, I think it had something to do with uh, Homo the Wolf. Because um, I guess they changed the law to make it illegal to have a wolf or something like that. I don't know what it was. But it had something to do with that, I think. Mm. But that doesn't make sense, because this leads into the whole, oh yeah, you're going to be a noble now. I guess they took him to some kind of prison, Ursus follows, and then he waits for a while, and some guy's like, those who go in there never come out. And then later on he sees a a casket come out, and then he thinks Gwynplaine's dead. But um, when... Uh, Barclay is talking to the queen. Um, I guess they got the information, the information that, yes, Gwynplaine is indeed the heir out of the doctor who they were keeping and basically tortured to death in there. And so next thing you know, he's in a fancy wig and, um, about to be forcibly married. He goes in a coach and he's still covering up his face, but he has a lace hanky now. Yeah. And, um... Yeah, he's made. He's gonna be made a peer. Uh, I'm not entirely sure what that is. Some kind of lord of some kind. Yeah. But uh, so yeah, he goes to the where there's a crowd and there's the nobles are kind of indignant, like ah, they're making a clown one of us. And obviously, uh, the Duchess ain't thrilled about this. Um, nobody's thrilled about this. And uh, in the in meanwhile, Ursus thinks he's dead, and he has the other. He doesn't want to break the news to Dea, so him and the other clouds they have to put on a show. They it's so sad. At least when I first saw it, I mean, I I can't have yeah, much say, feelings how did, now. How did you feel about that? It was kind of creepy and sad. Yeah. Um. What I thought the, too, I thought Dea was going to um. I thought she would recognize the voices. Yeah, I know. You're like, D- you know, Gwen playing Gwen Ursa, why you, Dad, why are you doing this? Hey, why why are you doing this? Wait, wait, you guys are the audience now? Yeah, I know. Yeah, like It kinda stretches my suspense a little bit. Yeah, granted like, she's believe. granted she's young and you know, she ain't dumb. Yeah, I know. she's probably got super hearing. Come on. She's probably got incredible hearing too, yeah. So yeah. but the book does say that um that Ursus is excellent at impersonating voices, so maybe that had something to do with it. But then again, come on, she would probably... I don't know she if She would know and she would hear him do it. I don't know if they're working with the same clowns all the time. Well, I mean... But yeah, I, would, I think she would... Well, 
in the time span of this movie, you know, they've at least been with the same people for uh, uh, some amount of time. I would think she would recognize, but they yeah. they kind of go and try to do the show without him and yeah. pretending that 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 there's a crowd. And I feel like she's humoring them, humoring her. Yeah, like she knows something's wrong and she's sad, but she just kind of want to goes with it. Yeah, and. I forgot how she hears the news. Someone bursts in, I think, and says something, and then she faints, and then she and Ursus are... I don't know how they... I don't know. They go looking for him? I think they find out that he's one of the peers now, hmm. and they go looking for him, and uh, there's people, some dudes leading her around, but then they kind of yeah, get her out of the way. Well, then there's the cart that crashes. Oh, yeah. The, the, their carts crash together, which was a coincidence at an intersection. And so the wolf starts leading her, like pulls yeah. her dress. And right. like, I'm going to find him for you, that kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah, and it, it's a, it's a weird, it's a weird situation, but eventually, you know, you've, you've, it's, um, eventually they do get back together. Yeah. Um, but there is a really great speech. The yeah. The, well, speech. Um, uh, quote, unquote, <laughs> with, um. Intertitles. Yeah, with that. And then, uh, you know, Gwenplain's in the house of the Lord. And, um, it just kind of brought me into today where it's like, okay, he's obviously not laughing or he's sort of shaking a little. So maybe he was. And then they're like, oh, he's laughing at the queen. He's laughing at the house of the Lord's. You and, know he's the clown with a messed up face. Come on. Yeah, and it just reminded me of The Simpsons with um, uh, the episode where Apu and Manjula had the babies. Uh. And in order to pay for it, they put him in a circus show. Oh, God. And there's all the babies that are doing all these rocking things. And Lenny looks at one of them and he goes, hey, he's thinking what we're all saying. <laughs> and it just one of those, like, wait a minute, man. That's just stupid. Oh, his, his speech is, um, a king made me a clown, a queen made me a peer, but first, and, and the camera just pans up, God made me a man. Nice. It's, uh, it, it was cooler when I first saw it, because when I see it more and more and more, I kind of start thinking, gee, I bet other people might think this is kind of overly dramatic and goofy, because yeah. silent film melodrama, but. Yeah, but I, I could see why you would like that. I don't, I don't think that was in the book either. Yeah. He did say something to the House of Peers, but I think it was some boring political yeah. speech. I I, want, I had planned on maybe having more time to prepare, but we kind of had to do this last minute, so I... Yeah. Yeah. But um, I thought that was epic, and then he's all like, I will have nothing to do with this hateful marriage, and he's like, yeah. fuck this. And, and he decides to escape, and... Well, the Duchess doesn't want to go through with this, but, you know, she doesn't want to be dumped either, I guess. So she's like, go get the clown who would uh, disgrace the queen or something like that. Yeah. And so there's kind of this chase thing going on, which is which is neat. You know, get some action. He's running away and he has to climb down a uh, trellis or something. Right. Wall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He loses the wig and... Oh, yes, uh, Dea and Ursus, um... They're banished Ringland. Yeah, so they are getting aboard a ship. So it's kind of like one of those running in through the airport scenes before airports. Y yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah, it was, yeah. Except it wasn't a misunderstanding, it's just she's passed out because, well, you can tell, like, especially in the book, they they just entangled their lives way too much. Ursus kind of warned them about it, like, hey, you can't get so wrapped up, but, mm. so if she, she's pretty, she's, seems like she's gonna die without him, like, literally. So, uh, yeah, he ma eventually makes his way to the ship. And um, Homo bites Sparkle Phaedro in the throat. Yeah. Because he's a good dog. <laughs> and and he also manages to board the rowboat that Gwynplaine is yeah. using to get to the ship. And he's dry. Because he's magic. Mm. <laughs> I don't know. Um, and yeah, uh, he manages to kind of wake up Dea a little bit. And then... The film gets all weird and light, at least the version I saw, and then it's like the end while that romance song is playing. Yeah. And let me tell you, it is a good thing the movie stopped there. Why? Spoilers, the book ended differently. Oh, really? She dies. Like, they're reunited, and they're very happy, and... um. Yeah, I guess maybe she's just too happy or something, or the universe is just too unfair, and she just kind of dies, and uh, when an Ursus isn't looking, he just kind of steps off into the water to, to drown. The end. Huh. It just, that ending seemed needlessly mean-spirited. I mean, maybe now if I read it, I would pick up on some theme that would justify that dickish ending yeah. but that ending seemed so needlessly tragic i saw the yeah, movie first what the shit really i never heard of the book before the movie the, that's so. how the book ended yeah what yeah it just yeah i'm dr stupid oops you're dead well i mean there was more i can't live without you kind of stuff but yeah yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm Dr. Stupid. Oops, you're dead. <laughs> yeah. I, so. Uh, yep, so she's, she's, she's dead. At the, but, I mean, the, the movie cuts before anything like that, so we can imagine they lived happily. Yeah. We hope. No, it's still, it is nice, uh, you know, literal. It, it seemed like they're going towards a sunrise, which almost cinematically, yeah. that's always really good. Which, uh, if they're going towards a sunset, you know, it's kind of left in the open, but when anybody's heading on a boat towards a sunrise, it always means there's a brand new day. Yes, yes. You know, that, that we're looking at. Um, now, can I get to fantasy casting? You're gonna explode if you don't. Yeah. <laughs> Alright, so, in this, you have a... For lack of a better term, a brother and sister, <laughs> and you can already see what I'm going to be playing, and you have an older man who is for a philosopher, entrepreneur, and all-around, you know, manipulator who puts on shows that are better than Shakespeare. Oh, God. <laughs> it's always sunny in um, 17th century England. I see 18th. it. You have Ursus would be Danny DeVito. <laughs> the man, He's trash. The, the man who laughs is Dennis. <laughs> and Dia is D. Oh, God. <laughs> and, and let's just say Homo the Wolf is Mac. 
Oh, God, yes, the jokes, that's right. Yes, just for all the sake and purpose, and you have all of them. And it's it a is. masterpiece, make it. But if you have this, and you have the, because we just saw at the time of this recording, there was a clip that was released on YouTube of where they did side-by-side side of the contest episode. They copied a... They copied a scene from Seinfeld with a contest episode with the cast of Always Sunny in Philadelphia, word for word, shot for shot, and it is just awesome. And Charlie Day, <laughs> Charlie Day is fucking Kramer, which is awesome. But anyways, here, like, there's one line that I saw, because originally I was going to say that Urza should be like Larry Fine. He or does, like, or he's like got the that miss- hair. Yeah, but he does, or it's like a missing stooge. But it's the scene where he's like, okay, I wrote, and you just hear it as Frank Reynolds, okay, I wrote this play, and my play is better, like, it's like Shakespeare, only better. (laughs) That guy's a fuckhead. Like, (laughs) just hearing, well, obviously it's a silent film, so you couldn't do that, and then, you know, who Dennis, who is like... You know, for a master manipulator, here's this, like, oh, yeah, oh, they hear it, so it'll be there. And then you have D, you have D, and, you know, maybe they'll call her a giant bird at some point. You know, I, I don't know, or, and I'm stretching. An angel's like a giant bird, kind of. Yeah, I'm stretching a little bit, but my God, that would be fucking funny. Yeah. Just to see all this, but simply just to see the Frank Reynolds character do this whole thing and come out going, why am I surrounded by a bunch of clowns? What did I smoke? <laughs> and Gwynplaine should be played by an internet celebrity cat with a deformed face. Take your <laughs> pick, which one? We were saying this morning, we were saying, yes. we were saying little bub. <laughs> or a grumpy cat, any of them. Yeah. A grumpy cat would be like the evil duplicate who comes in from the future. <laughs> if you... uh, oh, man. oh my god, I'm just looking at this thing on Project Gutenberg and it's like, oh, it's a happy ending and then he just tacks on another chapter where it's all bad and I guess she's so happy she's gonna die, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> oh my fucking god. Yeah, just, what was the guy who was, um, who was the gesture at the beginning? Barkle Phaedro. That would be Charlie Day. With a really? Yeah, here. Or I was gonna say another one would be. Uh, I don't know if you you would know this too, but he looked a lot like Hank Azaria. And uh, you never you never saw the movie The Birdcage. No. No, nah, like that one would be good because I'm also seeing Robin Williams would make a freaking perfect Gwen playing too. What about Jim Carrey? He's done the comedy drama, and he has he did yeah. crazy shit with his face. Yeah, I, I go with that. Yeah, yeah. yeah he's a, er, okay, you and we going to go with that. We'll go with the true rubber face. Let's go with Jim Varney. <laughs> oh God, he he seems like he would be about half the townspeople. Yeah, he would. Yeah. <laughs> well, there was even a quick bit, you know, in the beginning where you see the ship taken off, and here looked like Jim Varney was at the stern. <laughs> or he was at the wheel just taking off, too. I don't know. Maybe that was supposed to be one of the other kidnapped people. I don't know. I yeah. think they were kidnapping kids, but yeah. still. Right, we're going to go off take Morat. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, the, uh, yeah, he would have been that snake, that, that snake character guy. <laughs> snake? 
Uh, Jim Verney, Ernest Six oh, Christmas. Oh, yes, the snake handler. Yeah, he would have been the snake handler, yeah. <laughs> no, I'm in your fan tank and I'll do some horror. Uh, God, uh, that's a movie we've done that we, we've done many times. Uh, we've done it before, but I've watched it many times, and it's the 30th anniversary of Ernest, Ernest Saves Christmas ah. this week, so by the time of recording it, it's, it's, it's a great, great, great movie. This is really good, too. We did a review of it, so you can check that out if you want. Yeah, Do you want to give the social media? Yep, I sure will. Also, so, what do you think this movie would be like if it... Okay, here's my joke. My usual joke, what if Quentin Tarantino directed it? <laughs> I would expect the Iron Maiden to, at the beginning, to open up into like a title transition, but blood would come pouring out like the elevators from The Shining. Yeah. I would say the uh, it would be the man who laughs would be the one that ends up getting shot by Jules Walker from Pulp Fiction. <laughs> so it would just oh, be... Oh, shoot, Dea. More yeah. accurate to the book somehow. Yeah, yeah but he, he would be the one she like, Jewel at the, the beginning iconic scene where the, um, you know, where the, uh, Samuel L. Jackson says, check out the big brain on Brad. Mm. And then they shoot the hell out of all, out of everybody in there. And then leave. So it's just, they're doing the whole thing. They're just looking at it, seeing everybody laughing. Samuel L. Jackson, I don't remember asking you a goddamn thing. Uh, like that, that would be funny and you know, all that. I, I liked it. I, I liked it. I'm glad I saw it. Um, I think it's something that you really gotta watch, um, maybe uninterrupted a bit, but if you're a really big film buff, um, certainly this is something you really gotta check out. And if you're a really big Batman fan, you know, definitely look at this too. Or at least uh, you can find many still shots of his face if you yeah. want Because it has, like, nothing to do with the Joker other than yeah, that. <laughs> but it is real interesting to see some motions. Because you could see, like, the, um, uh, oh, God, what the, um, Mark Hamill's Joker. Mm. You know, from, uh, Batman the Animated Series. Like, you could, you could see some, some impressions of that. The, you know that was that would be really interesting. I I I really really enjoyed watching this. Um, although we've got to mention a long lost treasure that'll probably never come back. Huh? But um, the splicing of Jim Gaffigan's <gasps> yes. hot pockets routine. Yes. Uh, somebody did it, but someone some- named Theater Raven, I think. Yeah. Somebody did it, but it's been taken down from YouTube, and we've been trying to find it for a very, very, very long time. not trying very hard, but I I gave a look the other day. I I have tried, and I've tried for a while, at least somewhere on some back-end site, or some site that nobody's digging on, where it might be living there. Living? Yeah, it might be living on some (laughs) site. The home of this mashup. It might be there on some site available for download, you know, like, uh, I'm not even going to say that. Some kind of black market for, uh, hilarious mashups? If it goes on YouTube, it's getting taken down because YouTube's owned by Google. So any of the other video sharing sites that nobody pays attention to? Yeah, I think we're talking about a a mashup we saw over 10 years ago. Yeah. It was hilarious. Yeah. It was footage from this movie mashed up with the Hot Pocket thing. It mashed up with Jim Gaffigan's Hot Pockets routine, and it was great. Yeah, uh, so the dog, so, so it's like he has the the wolf saying, I, "Hey, I got an idea." 
<laughs> I, I caught it out there. I think. Yeah. Was it the dog? Yeah, I, I think so, And yeah. then um, yeah. Barco Phaedro shows up in a window and it's like, Hot Pocket! Yeah. I'm going to stick my head in the microwave now. Hot Pocket! <laughs> I know! Uh, that's just, just, if it's found... Inexplicably hilarious. So the challenge to you listeners, um, you know, if you find it, post it on the Movie Theater Time Machine Facebook page. Oh, so, glorious. It's an easy segue here, so if you... Want to find us? Um, you know, you can you can look for us on now on Instagram. Oh, uh, Jessica, great job on that! Great Yay! start. So follow us there. You can uh, look us up on Facebook or on Twitter, where we tease what we're doing next at MT Time Machine. So there's that. Yep. Yeah. Um, face. So Twitter? Yes, you said Twitter. Yes. Yeah. Facebook. Yeah. Okay, I'm not good at saying bye, so, uh... Yeah, so we'll catch you next week. I'm um, good at painting ornaments, so if yeah. you want animal ornaments, pet portraits, I do that on Etsy. Kaz Foxen. K-A-Z-F-O-X-S-E-N. And, um, yeah. Yeah, and there's that. Also, this little plug in. You mind if I plug my stuff, too? Okay. Yeah, you can look me up. Um, look up on Facebook, on uh, Instagram as well. Uh, my trainer, Nick. Um, where I am now, I'm a personal trainer, and uh, you can look up on those uh, for any information. If you're in the Rhode Island area, I am at Body Natural Fitness uh, in Barrington, Rhode Island, uh, 314 County Road. And it's a very nice little gym. You know, we'll go ahead, meet up. Um, you look up my information, my trainer, Nick. Uh, there you could find my phone number, or you could find uh, any contact information for myself. Uh, soon we're going to launch mytrainernick.com that has everything. So we will talk to you soon. We'll, we'll finalize some things next week. Uh, well, during this week. Uh, sorry we're a day late, but uh, issues crept up and we had to change some things. So, but we'll hopefully we'll be back in order this Saturday. Maybe you can pretend it's a Saturday and then, like, it's not Monday. Yeah, well, I mean, most people have tomorrow off anyway. Oh, so see? There, and, oh, yeah, we might as well do that one, too. But, um, so if you, for those who have served, um, no matter what, you, what you've done or where you've done it or what you do, thank you. So be good. Take care of yourselves. But don't be too good. Good night.